yes, a good wand. It is made of elf. It's like you work at Universal Studios. (laughs) Yes, the foreskin of a troll. (laughs) (laughs) And my wand is made of Pete Davidson's under eye skin. No, there's much to do of that. <laughs> My wand is made of 60 US dollars. Oh, <laughs> so much I paid for it. Very strong. Straight I to can universal. feel its strength. Well, welcome to Filmhouse, everybody. Um, on this week's uh, episode, we're going to chat about Fantastic Beasts and the cash grab of Grindelwald. Oh, <laughs> 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 Got him. Yeah. Um, this episode is sponsored by Mac Weldon, so thanks, Mac Weldon, for bringing us here this week. And I'll tell you a little bit about a magical offer they have for you later on in the show. <laughs> magical. Fantastic, so, fantastic magical. breasts and the grind upon your balls. There you go. That's for underwear. Mm. Yeah. Right? All right. All right. Yeah. I'm right. The grind that. upon your balls? I get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Daniel. Uh, I've got Elise, Bruce, and James with me. Um, are you guys muggles? Are you nomadges? Or you can't spellers? What's the difference between a muggle and a nomad? A muggle is a nomad who can do magic. Oh, is that right? Isn't it? A muggle is a human who can uh, do magic? I thought a muggle was like just Hermione? A, uh, uh, I think they're all the same. No, no, no. Uh, no, but a nomad would be someone who doesn't do magic at all. I thought a half-blood was somebody who was... Half-muggle. Bruce. Half-muggle half. who could mm. also do magic. And then there's yeah. a squib, a right? Squib. What's a squib? <laughs> isn't that someone that... Friend of wizard? Is, no, isn't, isn't that, that someone like... Like how Go- oh, yeah. uh, Filch is, he yeah. is from a magical family, magical parents, oh, but he right. has no Can't magic. That's the worst. That'd yeah. be the worst. Because, like, Hermione is, she has two human regular They're dentists. Parents, her parents are both dentists. But yeah. she, could do she can do magic. So she's yeah. a muggle, right? But her parents are not muggles. I got you guys on the show because you're supposed to be Harry Potter experts. I mean, she, yeah, she is. I thought a muggle was a human that couldn't do magic, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I I got us a little off track. Hermione isn't a muggle. She's a witch. She just got muggle. I think she's a witch, yeah. (laughs) Got it. Got it. I'm there. I'm not sure. Now I understand. (laughs) We were here for the movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sing the theme song, Bruce. Fantastic Beast. the Fantastic Beast theme song. Like that, right? It's like I'm there again, wherever it is. Before the show, James asked me if he could have a soapbox for a moment. Oh, great. You didn't get me. Isn't every show the James soapbox moment? I wasn't in the last episode. You guys unfairly ripped on that movie, Overlord. Sure, whatever. That was a good movie. I just wanted to say something because people are getting on us over negativity. And I think they're misinterpreting what film criticism is. Yeah. Number one, I want to address the fact that we have never, ever changed our opinions on a movie or expressed our opinions on a movie or something discussed on this podcast or any other podcast for money or because we were in a bad mood that day. No, no, I've never sure, yeah. I am in a bad mood. Which is something that we were accused <laughs> of that really bothered me. It really bothered me when I saw that. No, yeah, I would never do that. Two... Generally, Dan, or whoever's producing it, right, or has in the past produced it, goes around and tries to find someone who has a perspective on it that's positive or negative to make sure there's a large swath of it, a balance. And sometimes that works out, like Jurassic World, where Don wanted to come on and talk about about it. it. And Mm -hmm. we gave him a platform to speak about that movie, okay? And, like, I feel like we didn't diminish his opinions. We shared our own and he shared his. I would agree. Um, But in other situations, like Venom, there's no one at the whole office who liked it. We all, I mean, like, so we all, I think a lot of people saw it, and, and I wanted to come away liking it, and I didn't. We can't so. manifest so someone who doesn't. I feel like sometimes we're trying to like bad yeah. movies. I am yeah. usually trying to. 
I, I also just think in the idea of criticism in general, you can come here and watch us review a movie and you can agree with us and you can feel better about what we thought about that movie sure. and if it aligns with what you think about the movie. But I also think that if you come here and you disagree, if you liked Overlord or you liked Venom, that's totally fine too. And then you, now this can just reinforce your own enjoyment of a movie that you liked. Yeah, you're you're allowed to like it a lot. Yeah, yeah or you can listen to it and you can not care because we're probably going to make more jokes than we're actually going <laughs> to make criticisms yeah. anyway um, because we're not film critics. Well, we just like movies. Yeah. Well, we like movies. Yeah, we like I paid a lot of money to go to school and learn about how they're made and study yeah. the history of them. That doesn't make me an expert by any means. Oh, your head. My yeah, sorry hat. Bruce has a great hat, yeah. so he's uh, valid to talk about this. So I, th I think we're sandbagging this a little early. But, I just um, wanted to say, I just wanted to say, because people were have been trying to do their damnedest to invalidate our by saying opinions. we hate everything yeah. all the time, yeah. which is unfair because we don't invalidate theirs. I liked the Predator. <laughs> I, there you like, go. I was the per I was the only person that was like, oh, I, I had fun, and I wasn't on it to rip it to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think uh, honestly, Hollywood hasn't put out a lot of great blockbusters in nah, the past couple months. It's true. Well, I mean, um, we got Infinity War, which everyone forgets that amazing movie awesome. everyone yeah. loved. Man, it's okay. It might have ruined all of these other movies that could have been maybe better but, by comparison. But yeah, I also think another inherent nature of this podcast is to get people to watch. And if we all went out this weekend and watched Widows. We would probably come good. in and say something good about it, but yeah. none of you would watch it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it would be a podcast about widows. Yeah. But we so, all know Harry Potter. But so everybody yeah, knows yeah. HP. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even though HP is not in this movie. No. <laughs> not well, yet. It will be. use a little dose, maybe. definitely will be. So, yeah, uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald was part two uh -huh. in a five-part series. Oof. Uh, Prequel Pentology. Is there really five? They said five? Pentology. Oh, that's what Rowling said, and no one's they corrected do her ten, in honestly. a couple years. They could do ten. But yeah, I, I thought the movie was a little aimless. Um, the, it seemed almost like the characters were vamping, like they had to kill some time on stage until the real act you know, came out of the bathroom or whatever. Hold on, Dan. <laughs> Why don't we set up what this movie is about? Oh, holy sh Oh, that's well, going to be I mean, hard no, to do. Saying, like, before we get into it, Crimes of Grindelwald is a story. It's a continuation of Fantastic Beasts. Oh, yeah. It's a story oh. of Newt, Newt Scamander's yeah. trip to New York City where he accidentally <laughs> Are you got summarizing the first film? Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to set it up. Okay. Because that, that that way it'll make more sense when we describe the plot of this one and how will they it? ignored most of it. Yeah, will it? <laughs> I actually wish I had watched the first movie. Oh, you hadn't before. seen the first one? No, I'd seen it. I hadn't seen it since it came out, whatever, two oh, years ago. got it. Okay. And I was a little lost, and I had to remember who some of the characters were because um, I didn't care last time, I guess. <laughs> well, um, you're already going in a negative. negative uh, I mean, attitude. I know no, James didn't care. At least, did you like the first one? I thought it was fine. I, I didn't. Was fine. I didn't really, you know, being a big HP fan, and and again, I'm a big fan of the books. I'm pretty. Um, some movies I like more than others, but uh, I, I thought it was just like okay. I mean, Dan, you did you like it? The I think first I might one? have liked it more than anyone else in the room. Mm. Um, I, I I disagree with you, Dan. I really liked Bruce it. Did you? I I liked it oh. a lot. Um, I, I, I saw, also didn't dislike it. I, I yeah. Well, it was kind of hard to dislike, but I saw it in the theaters, liked it, and then I saw it again. On uh, like whatever I downloaded it, and it was I liked it a lot more. Actually, mm -hmm. I was like, "Wow, this movie is actually better than I remember it yeah. being." But uh, so I was really just, excited for this one. Th there's something they they've established um, their own movie language. They've got their production design, their costumes, yep. mm -hmm. yeah. their little world. It looks beautiful. I don't know. I, I I love production design. One of my favorite parts of film. So anytime a movie looks cool and everyone looks great in it, I'll excuse it a lot. What is going? He's on? trying to trying catch us. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, this movie, it was too much plot and like no story to care about. There were all these different groups of people moving around the world, jumping from city to city, and there was really no story behind it at all. I, uh, um, I disagree with Dan uh, in the sense that I was all right with all the things happening across the world. I thought that was cool, and I thought it was leading up to a really big climax, which it wasn't. But regardless, I thought it was, and I was excited to learn about all the new characters um, at the very beginning of the film. And so it was the, the opening with Grindelwald where he escapes prison. Uh, was very very cool. I was super yep. into that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that for me was the best. Maybe awesome. the best part of the like, movie. Yeah, it was I awesome. thought that was so excellent. And if I had seen that and I was a little kid, that would scare the shit out of yeah. me. Yeah, pops him, in the him window. Floating tip, tip. and him yeah. floating through the prison, and that would have scared the bejesus it out of me. It was super super scary. Actually, yeah, that's a really good detail. Oh, when, when he was, was like, I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought that was re- the most well done part of the film. And if that tone and consistency had continued, I would have been. I was so I was very excited for it uh, and. As the movie dragged on, <laughs> that's, that's literally what happens. It did. Like, as it drags on more and more and more, I realized it's just a lore dump. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It was basically just giving us a bunch of exposition mm-hmm. to three more movies we're going to watch. Yeah. Or at least I'll, I'll watch. Um, and that was a serious problem for me because I saw The Hobbit. And I love that story. Obviously, I read the book, and I, I love that story. But I hated that first movie because it was a lore dump. It was just like basically a bunch of things establishing a world we were going to get into later, mm-hmm. but not now. That's why. That's why this movie bothered. The, there were a lot of times <laughs> while I was watching it where I was like, "This is probably better explained in the book." Right? I would like watch it and I go, "This is probably way more, way better explained in the book." But then I keep going, "There is no There's book." No book. Yeah. Yeah. Which is is weird. It feels like well, there's a one of the bigger ones of the Harry Potter books, like getting up to Order of the Phoenix size, yeah. Yeah. You know, like full-size book. Here, that was adapted well, yeah, into this there's movie. There's no direct adaptation, but there's source material that all these mm-hmm. facts yeah, yeah. that are cobbled together in a movie are pulled from in, in, the, in the different little windows you get in the Harry Potter books to the past, you know, when it speaks to Grindelwald or it mm-hmm, speaks mm-hmm. to the Dumbledore lineage or whatever. And in the but in the books, those just feel like inter- really interesting tidbits, and you're they are. and you really are excited to. Um, to me, those are not a story though, Mm-mm, and you want to you want a compelling story within which all of that fits in, and this is just not like a super compelling story mm-hmm. to me. I, th- I think J.K. Rowling is brilliant. She's come up with this wonderful I, world, has really agree. really she's, great she's characters, a world architect. Yeah, agree, she's not. A screenplay author, though. She I, writes novels. Sure, and, yeah. and I think this movie feels like that. It, there's all these great little bits that you can't hang on at all, and they all feel important because it's a movie. Every minute matters. So, yeah, when you drop a little tidbit, it feels like you're leading people. But when you drop 100 tidbits and they don't go anywhere, I don't. It, there's just there's no um, sense of urgency at all in the story. I, I'm... I'm I'm sure she's the screenwriter, so it's partly to blame. But I'm also going to drop this on Warner Brothers executives because this felt a lot like Batman v Superman. Oh, interesting. Where they were trying, they're trying to get to the next thing. And instead of focusing on what's happening now, which Marvel generally does really well, focuses on what what happens now and then thinks of a plan on how to build upon that later. It felt like it was focusing on what's going to happen later, which is a really weird thing to do in a movie that you're watching right now. Yeah. And and it's not like the next one's coming out next week. Like you can't they can't be Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, right and here. even that no one says, "Oh, I love Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions" because they rely so much on each other. But like 
it felt very much like it was working to set up the next one. And to me, that seems like somewhere there's a dry erase board that a bunch of development executives say, you got to get you got to hit all these things yeah. here because we have five more movies and we're not going to give you more time to like figure out how that's going to work. And so yep. it, it did seem this is another I talked about it like a long time ago when we were talking about Doctor Stranger. I'm like, at a certain point, we should start switching the credits. Oh, yeah, for the visual effects. Because people? the visual yeah. visual effects people, like, had more care and love for this world than the development executives they that do. are going to get their brand new yacht off of how much this makes in the box office. Yeah. They're going to lay off half the special effects team. <laughs> yeah. But mm-hmm. then the, the every all the WB executives who don't know what the hell's going on and are just loving that people are buying tickets for this franchise that they own are going to buy new yachts or whatever. They're yeah. going to buy a, what is it, a vine dragon? Uh, or whatever. What's a vine dragon? The thing that he goes the in. Chinese. Oh, 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 the yeah. thing that he tra- t- t- yeah. trains. Like, um, the, the kelp, kelp yeah. dragon or it, whatever. It was very jarring sometimes moving from scene to scene because it would seem like each one existed in its own moment. I think the best example of that is you're already like a little bit into the movie. Kind of the, thing, the ball has started rolling and then Newt is home and then out of nowhere, Jacob... And Queenie, right? Show up. Oh, the the sh- retconning was just they sh- like they show yeah. up and uh, then explain that the events of the last movie didn't actually happen, or did they happen? It didn't but matter. It, it didn't matter. It didn't, it didn't matter. take, which is already okay. This, that's bad improv, but like you kind of shit on that. And then they immediately create new conflict for them. Yeah, they did. Which seems weird. literally right away. Yes. Like, and so I was like, I don't even care. Like, you didn't give no. me a chance to care, but it was so. Worried about getting to the next thing, getting Queenie to the next place where she yeah. needed to be it, to do the next thing to the next thing. Their disagreement also seemed a little trumped up. Like, I feel like it's something they could have come together on if they talked about it at all. Yeah. 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 Well, it also, it was weird because they weren't really disagreeing with each other in a lot of ways. Like, his argument was, well, we can't, we can't be together. Because I'm human. It's illegal. It's a, and you're yeah, witch, yeah. and it's illegal. And she goes, it's only illegal in America, but we're in London now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, yeah. about you being a baker in London? Like, yeah. I don't know. She's like, the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and, then, yeah. and then she's like, did you just call me crazy? And then she storms off, and then that's it. Which, like, if, if that was a big breaking moment, and she can read minds, and that's something that's been on his mind before, would she not have gotten mad about it that well, that's at some other point, point when she read his mind. I, I mean, like those are. It's it's interesting you you ask those questions because I don't ask those questions in this world because there are so many things mm-hmm. happening magically around everyone. Yeah. That I, it's it's hard for me to answer all of those questions. So it's more of just like I'll suspend my disbelief and move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not oh, yeah. a big deal. Uh, maybe it's something he thought, but he never actually vocalized. And she was like, ah, it's just something he's thinking. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to explain it away because. One of my major problems with the movie was at the very end, the climax, there's explosions and dragons and fire and everything coming out of the cemetery in Paris. And I'm always wondering, what about the rest of the world? Do they know about wizards and witches and stuff like that? Most of the time they don't. Are they going to obliviate all of their memories in Paris? That, to me, is more of the larger problem where I'm like, there's so much magic happening in the real world. Yeah. How does no one know? Because at least yeah. at Hogwarts, you can kind of, like, assume that it's contained to that location. Yes. Yeah. But when it's on, like, busy... And I know there's stuff where... You know, when she goes to the street festival and she kind of goes through this portal and you're like, okay, well, that's, that's happening okay. in like a hidden mm-hmm. realm. Yeah. For but me, this was in a cemetery. The so. most offensive things to, thing to me was just how like the exposition dumps, the die, especially the dialogue exposition dumps were just so clunky and 
didn't feel at all genuine or or natural to to Ooh. anything going on. Like that just felt like like bad or rushed writing. And I for me the world can easily have because people are such huge fans, you can have stuff that is fan servicey but isn't so in your face. Mm-hmm. Um and that's why I would have preferred. And I think you can you can also get more across. Like if you don't have to make every single exposition a line of dialogue, but you have just more stuff happening around and the audience has to take it in tacitly and understand what that all means, you can get through more stuff in yeah. less time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was uh, I it's it's interesting because a lot of the times for worlds like this, especially this movie, I was really excited. The the exposition dumps I were enjoyed at the beginning. I was like liking it because I was like, cool, yeah. they're telling me new stuff. World. Cool, cool, cool. And then after about an hour, I was like, where is it? Where is it going? Like, what am I? What am I getting from this film? Just specifically this movie. It paid off nothing. It paid it, off. Nothing. It was a big setup and uh, yeah. it farted. It I just I just wanted the movie to pay off mm. along with the exposition. I wanted I wanted both, which is very hard to do by the way. It's not easy. Um, and. I unfortunately got tired of the exposition after a while. So lot, some people don't. When I saw it with Autumn and Autumn was like, I actually liked it more than the first because we learned more about the world. And I could see that. That makes sense to me. But as a film, to me, it didn't feel like a self-contained movie that I enjoyed. I, no, yeah. all. all I could imagine was all the Harry Potter wikia editors <laughs> frantically oh, trying yeah. to keep up with what happens in this movie, not only adding, but also now they're like, wait, does this break what this is yeah. like because there's some yeah, stuff in I, it. I went on Wikipedia after we saw, we saw the movie Thursday night and then I went, went on Wikipedia after and the plot was not there yet and I was like oh man because their brains are probably exploding. I don't know how it fits in. <laughs> it's going to conflict do. with everything like a bad computer program. <laughs> um, I, I, I also think that just in terms of like was this this is in 3D right? I think so. I think it. Well, I didn't see. It in 3D. I, I didn't see it in 3D. I didn't ever. see it in 3D. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was being released in 3D because yeah. this is like one of the first movies to come out in maybe the last 10 years that I feel like is like also in 3D. There's like a lot of moments where it feels like some character goes, hold on, let me get that. And then it cuts to them and they go, (laughs) (laughs) and then pull it back like in a lot of ways. Like we just saw it in a trailer where for no reason other than comedy and maybe 3D, like that little thing that really loves gold oh, pops yeah. a pops the a niffler, champagne the and, shoots out. and then and fire and it comes whoa <laughs> but it's like okay that's funny but it's also like is that just a 3D a weird like 3D stunt that kind of happened there were some really strange perspective shots at the beginning do you guys remember that at well, all I, they were like really close on people's it, faces and they were looking into the lens so, I yeah. thought it was so weird I, I you brought that up and I I was watching for it because you you told me before mm-hmm. I saw the movie and I saw the movie. I liked that only because I was like, oh, I think they're trying to get at the fact that being Newt's commander is hard. Yeah, yeah. I, like, to me, it, so meaning, like, growing up and, it, like, I get a little bit of an Asperger-y thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Around him. And I think that's the point. Yeah. I think that's why, why Redmayne's playing him that way. So that's why they keep showing those really close up because that's the way that's it feels. That's how he the, per- perceives that, it. That's the yeah, way yeah, it feels. That makes sense. I, although I wouldn't have been looking for it otherwise until you, because you warned me. Yeah. So when I was looking, I was like, okay, I think they, I think they're getting at the fact that it's hard to be him. Yeah. Because um, he doesn't know how to react. He's, he feels awkward all the time, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it, 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 that makes sense. It is weird though, because it feels like those are like, he's already playing it that way. So like putting him... T- Taking the audience and putting them right in those shoes is like jarring, is, and was very yeah. jarring for me. You explaining it that way makes 
makes a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. But it would be like <laughs> it would be like every single time Dumbledore had a conversation with like someone, yeah. when it cut to his perspective, it was like all gay. Like it's I get it, like it's an attribute of who he is, <laughs> but you don't have to make everything about that perspective that yeah. which is a little weird. I have a really hard time rooting for or really being interested or caring about any characters in these movies. Hmm. And I think Hugh Grant is fine. Oh, Hugh Grant, my God. <coughs> I think Jude Law is yeah. fine as... Hugh Grant should get in this. <laughs> I know. He get him in. Probably sure will. He will yeah. um, he'd be a good young, like, slughorn. Um, I think he is, he is fine as Dumbledore. But my biggest problem with Dumbledore is I don't think any movie has ever really done Dumbledore right yet. Like, I don't, really? think, th- I don't think the old guy was, like, jaunty enough. I think Michael Gambon was, like, too angry. Hmm. And I think Jude Law, like... Because now when you... When you juxtapose Jude Law in his three-piece gray suit next to like old Dumbledore in his <laughs> nightcap, and, and you're like, when did he? When was he like? I'm gonna wear those. When you give wizard up, I'm gonna wear you those pajamas all the time. <laughs> like he went, he went from the suit to that, and it's like I don't, I don't know. I just to me, the Dumbledore in the books is just so like he's got a little bit of a mischievous, mischievous twinkle in his eye, mm-hmm. and he's but he's really really wise and compassionate, but he's firm, and I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Unless he, you guys disagree and you, you I, see that. I feel like he was a schemer almost in this movie. Like, he he's manipulating, especially Newt. Like, I feel like he's playing him like a oh, fiddle yeah. almost. Like at the beginning when he's like, right. oh, you... Well, you know. he does for, posit- for like reasons that they sort of explain in the mm-hmm. movie, which is he can't move against Grindelwald, and we and we find out why. Yeah, mm-hmm. Grindelwald. Um, and it, and it makes I mean like to me it made sense, but you're right. He does seem uh, initially he seems like he's he's like uh, Newt, you just gotta go do this thing for me. Sorry, bye. And then he leaves. You know, like <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I really like Jude Law. I also really like Johnny Depp, but they were both barely in the movie, and like when they were, they weren't doing a whole lot. Well, so yeah. I, I was just gonna say I I liked Jude Law. As Dumbledore, I, I felt like I, I so you see what you're saying, but not having that relationship with book yeah. Dumbledore, like he has kind of always been like he's got like three or four backup plans, but then to your face, he's like, well, where's the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> right? um, so it kind of made sense that I could see this like he's like a James Bond type. Like yes, when yeah. he was younger, but then grew into this. Also, by the way, as soon as I hit like 65, I'm going to be in sweats <laughs> like all the time. But uh, so, like, I could see him growing up to be the movie version of Dumbledore, sure. but maybe not the book version. Um, I think he played the Michael Gambon version of Dumbledore. A little bit more. I think Jude Law was like, yeah. I'm looking for Michael Gambon. That's where I'm yeah. heading. So I did kind of like seeing him as young, and I thought Jude Law was charismatic, but yeah, also was kind of is. like is, yeah. not his sexy. He was he was like asexual charismatic, which is different for Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. And I was also going to say, we were talking about this earlier, Johnny Depp, the only crime of this movie is that he's not in it more. It's true. Johnny Depp was amazing. Yeah. He's, I, he just didn't have anything to do. That yeah. IFB working overtime, being <laughs> <in> his lines. <laughs> well, I think I think him being in, what the, what he did have in this was good. Yeah, we're I talking actually, about that opening scene, which was really oh, dope. Was great. This, this is the best wacky character that he's played, like pale, weird-looking contact lens character <laughs> that got he's a few of those, played in a really long time. And I thought he did a really good job. I was yeah. like. Uh, well, like, when it revealed him as being Grindelwald, I was like, "We're trading Colin Farrell for Johnny Depp." I was worried. Really? Yeah. yeah, I was worried. But he was great. He, I actually yeah. like, and he gets a lot of screen time at the very end of the movie. Yeah, and and I thought he held those scenes together. His, well, his monologue at the end, 
where he's uh, like uh, kind of spoiler alert, but um, he's sort of appealing to wizards mm-hmm. uh, and witches and t- trying to get them on his side. That monologue swayed me a little bit. Like I was sort of like, it, like it was like one you're, of those you're things. You're a where, human, Bruce. Just, well, start carving out your whole throat. <laughs> no, like it was like it was interesting because it was like, gosh, he's got a lot of really good points. And then you remember, oh yeah, that's right, he killed a baby at the beginning yeah. of the film. Oh, he yeah. didn't do it. That was uh, that was, to me was great because they were like, oh, we need to make these people look as evil as possible. Yeah, let's kill. Them. And I was like, all right. And they killed a baby. I know. And I was so I actually like that stuff. I like mm-hmm. when the movie gives me motivation to, to hate the bad guy. But regardless. Uh, at the end, when he he delivers that that monologue, I was like, "I'm in." He's charismatic. <laughs> if in. nothing else, he's charismatic, yeah. and he knows how to play well, that whole I think that's political card game. One of his 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 powers is to be charismatic and to get followers and to yeah. convince people of things, whether they should or not. Do what he thinks. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is, um, is Queenie her biological sister? They don't seem like sisters. Well, it's always like, I'm looking for my sister. (laughs) And I'm like, They don't seem like sisters at all. And the other one's like, I'm looking for (laughs) Renute. I'm like, Who are these? Um, Their relationship is also a little hackneyed, too. Were they in a scene? Together in the movie? Yeah, yeah. Well, they went to the archives together. Oh, Oh, that's right. It was like, It was like, She kind of hates your guts now. And it's like, Why? Because some paparazzi posted this wrong wedding photo yeah. of that, that like, was super convoluted and I was yeah, like no, and, but then it ended up not mattering because when they did he was like oh well I have to find her and tell her and then ultimately got distracted doing something else yeah. and when he did find her they like explained it and it was it and I was like that was like kind of like it was loose unnecessary conflict they could she could have just been devoted to her job yeah. maybe yeah. maybe she didn't think to pick up the phone and call him when she came over to Europe because she's a very good special agent of yeah. the mm-hmm. Ministry of In Magic or, yeah um there was stuff like that. I, I also think the movie's called Fantastic Beasts, and there's probably some nerd, like the guy who needs to assign homework, who raises his hand every, like, <laughs> 12 minutes in the movie and goes, um, where are the beasts? <laughs> <laughs> because, like, we were talking about it earlier, like, yeah. at the beginning, there's a lizard for, like, for no, no reason, reason. and then he throws time. it out a window. Yeah. And, then, and, and then, like, later on, like, Newt, has to go down and take care of all of his animals until he doesn't have to anymore, and then that doesn't work. He has Bunty to do it for him. Bunty. There's, yeah, there's, Bunty there's like a scene <laughs> where there's this guy who pops up, a mystery figure pops up, and lures Newt somewhere, and he's like, go right in there to like a prison cell, and he goes in, he slows, slams it, and he's like, I tricked you. And he's like, now I have to escape. Ah, and he passes out. Like it was like weird stuff that like like someone was going we gotta go we gotta go yeah. and then that immediately goes to like there's like one point where it hard cuts from them being underground somewhere to Newt in the middle of a street surrounded by people trying to stop a giant cat yeah. thing and it's like it was jar like some of that was jarring like there's there should be in between scenes that are like by the way now we're shifting back to the Fantastic Beast movie <laughs> before we come back to the rest of the Crimes of Grindelwald movie <laughs> you, you like bring up the, tandem. the moment where he stopped the. I guess we're we're going to be in full spo- spoiler territory now. Okay. Oh, spoilers! Um, spoilers! Do you want to do an ad break? Yeah, and then come I was, was going to ask. Um, is anyone wearing their Macs right now? I am always, always. Uh, James is always wearing his Macs because they're be- better than whatever you're wearing right now. Mac Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. They've made the online shopping experience a breeze. You can have new underwear and socks ordered in just a few minutes. Mac Weldon's underwear are easily the best I've ever owned. Mac days are the best and freshest days of the week. Mac Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. 
They have a fantastic line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. They eliminate odor and stink like magic. Mack Weldon wants you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you, no questions asked. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. They're good for every occasion, whether you're hunting down an evil wizard, seeking your lost family legacy, or just trying to round up a bunch of wild baby nifflers. We have a fantastic and beastly offer for you today. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using promo code FILM. It would be a crime if you didn't. So thank you, Mack Weldon, for sponsoring our episode today. Um, yeah, spoiler time. Spoiler Sorry, alert. I, um, I just wanted to talk about my favorite part. moment in the film was when that cat dragon is is loose in the city and he pulls out his little jingle jangle. Oh, it's great. That was the best moment in the movie for me. It's great. Yeah. It, it like spoke to Newt's character who I really like Newt. I think he's he's an interesting guy. Maybe you know, he's he's special in his own way, but he he loves animals and doesn't necessarily want to be in anyone's side in this big war. He yeah. just doesn't seem to care that much. He cares about people, mm-hmm. but not like Politics. Jo- yeah, not, not power. Not yeah, your bullshit power, power yeah. moves. Yeah. Um, so I think he's cool, and that was just a perfect Newt moment. You know, he he used his special knowledge of animals to solve that problem. And nowhere else in the movie did he use his, I guess, except when the Niffler stole the thing at the end, whatever that little MacGuffin was. Oh, yeah. But even that wasn't like Newt went, I have an idea. Exactly. Like, he didn't use his power at any point in the movie in an interesting way. And that, by his power, I mean his, like, special skills and knowledge. With, I mean, that was my biggest beasts. problem with the first movie, was I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get these two stories, but we're going to see how important what he's been doing in the city is going to be to the end. But then, like, he confronts Credence as he becomes this giant Obscurus, which he's the one who has knowledge of, and he's like, I know how to stop this fails and then everyone fires it with lasers until it blows up yeah. right and i was like oh well that's sh- the better ending is he does something to stop it yeah. right like his knowledge they were going to use force but it was his knowledge of these exotic creatures that allowed him to use finesse just just talking about this now it's starting to make, make me realize that the reason that it's called fantastic beasts and then we're also getting into the crimes of grindelwald part of it is they're finding a way to work newt into the conflict so mm-hmm. they didn't. They needed another character mm-hmm. that was, you know, not a Gryffindor. I don't know if he was a Gryffindor or not. Um, was he was a Hufflepuff. Was he Hufflepuff? They needed. They needed another that color. Is. They needed another good was. wizard. Isn't that what yellow? Yeah, yellow's thing is? Hufflepuff. Um, they, he seems like. A they needed. Hufflepuff. Yeah, he does seem like Hufflepuff. They, they needed <laughs> a good special? wizard to get into the conflict, mm-hmm. but not be another. Like, not be a Theseus, who's his brother, who's like this puffed up chest, like, I'm yeah. going to go in and kill him. Yeah. And that's what Harry Potter was. Harry Potter was the same way. He didn't want to get involved in the conflict, but every time it came up, he's like, well, I got to help. Mm-hmm. And so he would help. So that's what that's what Newt is. And I guess that's why, because I'm betting, like, by the fourth movie, we're going to have one beast that will help, and that will be it. And well, the rest well, will be Grindelwald. It's probably going to be the Obscurus. Nagini will transform into full beast by that's the true. end of... Right. I'm, I'm going to blow your mind right now. Fantastic Beast might not refer to the creatures in his suitcase. Maybe <laughs> the humans. it refers to us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All You're right. Us. We I never are thought the about Fantastic Beasts. Um, <laughs> and where I, to steal their money. Do you think that at the end of the fifth movie, Newt will do something really impactful and then they'll go, unfortunately, we have to remove any knowledge of what you've done today oh, yeah. from the history books, Newt, oh, they better not. you'll only be known as the author of this obscure textbook that's handed out <sighs> in schools. Please don't show up the next time everyone's really in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, actually, now that I think about it, I think Newt's going to die. 
And mm. I think I, Newt's probably going to die. Sacrifice. I mean, he must. I mm-hmm. think Newt will settle down with the, whatever woman he's in love with. Lita. <laughs> sure, and he'll go right. to a farm uh, somewhere not. with all of his his creatures. Isn't it Tina? Tina. Yeah. Tina. Yeah. I'll say and then he'll die. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> he has no chemistry with either of those women. Anyone in this movie, that's really. Okay. That's what Autumn, Autumn well, was like. Why do they love him? I know. <laughs> I mean, he's cute and clever. It's like Mr. Robot for me where I'm like, what do these women see in Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Lita, exactly. Lita. He's warm. Well, Lita had that flashback was like, oh, he was the only one who wasn't an asshole. But it's because he had autism. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I mean, and so and so that's he, like, he cared about yeah. people, but like, well, he cared about animals. And, and animals. Even Teach. she's like, she's like, God, it was so amazing watching him like touch that. Caterpillar yeah. and ignore me all day. <laughs> <laughs> to, to teach a generation of young people to be interested in some, the person that's just not an asshole to you is <laughs> like not a good um, not message to send. So, T- we, Tina, though, they they work for me because they both seem so asexual uh, and not sure. interested in each other. They're like, oh, we should get married and sit next to each other all day. It's, you know, it's really weird because I find Tina very attractive in real life. I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm really attracted to this woman. And then every time I watch her in a movie, I'm like. I'm not attracted Which to you at all. Boring. You know why? She's, she's the, the American. To okay, the okay, okay. Yeah. It's because she looks like she's always going to cry. No, no matter what. Like that? No, I think you don't. Oh, in the movie, oh, okay. she always looks like it's like. Same, same with Eddie Redmayne. Like, we have to go into this. Yeah, we have to go into this archive and get the documents out. And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of a turnoff. Lita Lestrange is that? Yeah, yeah. Is it Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I, I like she's Zoe great. Kravitz a lot. I like her too. She's a good actress. Her character. Took up so much of this movie. Well, because they had to tie in the little strange stuff at the Why? end. Why? So it's that it, I it, was a, it was a big red herring. The whole thing, half yes. the movie was a red herring I, that made no sense. I, like I, I didn't think about it till just right now, Dan. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Well, how did the Lestrange thing factor in? I think more Lestranges in the next one are going to come after. Okay. For whatever they did, did to her, like. But they gonna, don't like her. But they're, but I mean, Lestrange is a Lestrange, I bet. <laughs> no, except that they said in the movie specifically that a Lestrange, Lestrange is not a Lestrange. Must That's have, why the dad wanted to send him I, away. I think, I think Elise is right. I think they're gonna still Maybe, have a chip yeah. on their I think shoulder. They're gonna be, like eventually, it's like every Lestrange is bad, and they're gonna say, ah, they're all bad, and then well, Elise is gonna turn back. I just thought I think it's a bad sign <laughs> if in the middle of the explanation of your movie, one of the characters. In the world of the movie, has to pull out a family tree oh, yeah. to show you a, a magical family tree. Family tree. <laughs> uh, like that's that should be a red flag for like how the plot is unfolding a little bit. Maybe was, I, I want to. I, I do want to be positive though. I thought all the performances in the film, every single one of them, yeah. were great. Yeah. I, I actually yep. really liked Jacob. Well, yeah. I've always liked Jacob. Yes. Um, He's great. I, I liked Flamel. I liked. Uh, I well, liked all of these characters. He, I liked him, but he was also pointless. Pointless, right? Worthless. It was just. A, it was just fan service. It's just a nod to the fan books service. of like, oh, Nicholas Flamel. Yeah, it's fan service. But again, every actor, I th- I thought every actor put out their heart and soul in every single role. That, they that, did, and I appreciated that. I liked. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, like, because Eddie Redmayne. I don't like Eddie Redmayne generally, but he's yeah. really. I think he was really good in these mm-hmm. films. He's, like he's good as Newt. He's I'm starting to like Newt. him. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Tiny Woman. Very. The, again, life too short. Life too short in so many we ways. Special <laughs> credits. <laughs> tiny woman. I'm coming tiny woman. Yeah. We were so you we were at the grove. You were such a beautiful baby. <laughs> we, we were at the grove. Yeah. Um, and there's a giant banner for Crimes of Grindelwald, and like the middle is Eddie Redmayne, Johnny Depp. There's 30 like, people on this. There's poster. a bunch of people, but then off to the right is Tiny Woman. <laughs> tiny she woman made the poster, <laughs> and then also uh, bad guy special agent. Oh no! Okay, special agent. He like pot. Remember, he's the like from the shadows, hunter. and he's like, "Oh, the bounty Newt. hunter!" Yeah, that's right, right, the bounty hunter. Yeah, I'll find Clarence. But then, like, I was like, "Wow, good for them!" Yeah, tiny <laughs> woman and that old guy got met on the poster. Also, uh, Ezra Miller, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. I, I mean, like, I, 
I actually really feel for him uh, in this movie, and I'm like, I feel bad for him. I, I, yeah. I generally feel very bad for him. You know, after f- I thought he was a great Flash. I really, yeah, liked, I, I really liked him, I and his off-screen persona is really great. Like all his like couture fashion that he wears his to all dress. the oh, yeah, he dressed as he's, a bunny or whatever. Yeah, he was dressed was as Toadette at Comic Con or whatever. He cool. just seems like a cool dude. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, so yeah. real, real quick, I think this is a horrible thing for a teacher to do. A to, yeah, to a student in front of the rest of his classes. Oh, like, absolutely. Let's show everybody what you're afraid of. Yeah, I mean, that's and f- watch you cry in front of. Yeah. I said before, <laughs> Hogwarts awful. is a terrible. Place. Yeah, no, it's, if you if you lived a terrible life, a sinful life, you will die and go to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think back to it, it should go special effects people. They're Boom. great. Um, we special get through, effects we are get very through good. all of them. They're very good. Then you do casting director. Yeah, yeah. Because the person who cast this movie did a great job. Then you go through a bunch of other accountants or whatever garbage. <laughs> then you get down to the bottom. Then you go maybe. J.K. Rowling yeah. and David, David Yates, Yates. And, Tiny and then Warner Brothers executives. <laughs> Tiny Woman's up at the top. Oh, yeah, she made it at the top. I felt bad when she died. Spoiler. <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually really sad for Ezra Miller and for her. I like when Ezra Miller was like, you killed my Tiny Woman! <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool special effect, too, when he exploded well, the yeah, top yeah. of that That's house. The, uh, in, just like in the first Fantastic Beat. You didn't see it, Dan? No, I saw I it. Did. He oh, you did. I apologize. The... Uh, the Obscurus is the coolest part of Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts, and it's the coolest part of the second film, too. It's I, really cool looking. I have the same problem with the end of this movie as I did with the end of that movie, in that it turns into a big CGI fest yeah. of two yeah. CGI monsters smashing against each other, yeah. and it's not compelling. Well, the uh, It's the, cool to look at, but it's not compelling at the, all. I thought the Grindelwald fire was way cooler mm-hmm. when he's standing in the center, Whipping directing it, it yeah. and then like uh, Theseus and... Newt or like batting He's it back. It. Yeah, I thought that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The dra- the fire dragon thing at the so, end. Meh. And he, and he acts. It seems like he accidentally killed Zoe Kravitz with the blue fire. He it or looked she like killed he, herself. It, that was weird because that scene was like those who are faithful to me can cross the fire. They can make it. Who true believers can cross the fire and join me here, mm-hmm. and then I will. I guess that tells you where to teleport to magically. Which, by the way, there's a lot of teleporting in this. Yeah, there was it way was, too much. It was weird that he was like, he was like, what it is? A lot of apparition, uh, apparating. It's too he's much. Like, he's like, I have to figure out how I can get to Paris without my passport. And then he goes, Porky. Yeah, well, I mean, but even without that, he's like, like his discussion of yeah. like, how am I going to get to Paris without my passport? Yeah, and, then, and, and then it I shows know. him and he goes, <laughs> and he's teleporting everywhere. <laughs> like, magical yeah. barriers, maybe? I don't um, know. I'm not but, sure. But yeah, it appears as though there was this fire, and if you tried to cross it, but you weren't a true believer, then the fire would consume you. But in her case, it was weird because she just said no, and then burnt up. Like she, she was on the other side of the fire, and so he was just kind of like, "Oh, fuck off!" And then he was like, "Full fire." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think her her the reason she was in this movie, right? And they built her up as this huge character and wasted an hour of my life on her. <laughs> It was to kill her to make Newt make a choice and choose a side. Oh, probably, yeah. Right, that, so that was the whole point of her character. But then if uh, Grindelwald didn't kill her and she kind of committed suicide in the evil fire, I'm not sure that whole choice is justified. Mm-hmm. That's valid. I, I know I what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think, I, yeah, you're right. I think you're right, Dan. I think you hit, uh, hit it with the first point there, which was she died and then mobilized Newt. 
And right. Well, again, which was the whole, his whole arc in the movie was like finally force him to make a choice and choose the good guy side. Yeah. And I don't know. I think you could have done that with something else. That a didn't tiny take an woman, hour Dad. Movie. Sometimes this is the difference between a good book and a good movie, yeah. right? In a good sure. book, you can just have a character float in and out of it, and you get used to that character, and you enjoy being in their shoes or following their journey, and then at the end they die and you're sad, even if it isn't part of the plot necessarily. Mm-hmm. Which, because, like, for me, when I watched Goblet of Fire, and then what's-his-face died at Cedric. the end? Cedric Diggory yeah. died at the end. I was like, Who? <laughs> like the guy that kind of bullied him, like, yeah. like I, I was, but p- everyone who had read the book was like in tears, yeah, because they had a more of a relationship that lasted more than ninety minutes, right. like I, bet, I did, yeah. and I think I think that's a symptom of this. It's just weird though, again, because there's no book. No I bet book. I bet if I if this was you know adapt the movie was adapted to a novel. But I would love it. Just yeah. Such elegant prose and even more backstory, and then you probably have fantastic details of the the action scenes yeah. as opposed to CGI, CGI, CGI. I would agree. Blasts. Like I bet it's it's great. You, you spend so much of Harry Potter tucked away in Hogwarts, which is great for confining the story. Mm-hmm. But now you're like traveling the world. Like I I want them to make more so I can see what magical Egypt Russia. looks like or Russia or like all those things would be fucking sweet. Agreed, but they didn't see. necessarily capitalize on being in Paris. That's in any true. Way. They showed the Eiffel Tower. They did show the I Eiffel Tower. I mean, Paris Tower. is awesome, beautiful place. They did like one, stuff. one street corner. Yeah, well, and there was one cool like under the bridge seeing Notre Dame, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and like what time, when is this supposed to take place? 1920, 30s. I thought it was oh. 1927. Was it? Oh. It was like right before. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. It was like basically he was pre-World War II. Yeah, it's pre-World War II and it's like right after World War One. What is he wearing? There's a flashback in this? the movie. <laughs> that's what he <laughs> should have worn as Dumbledore in the movie. Or there is a flashback to earlier Hogwarts, Like that's what a young weird. gay Dumbledore would have <laughs> worn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, purple shiny Jude shirt. Law, Jude Law's shirt. He's wearing John, it's like John Smith, the way John Smith dresses. It's, it's weird though, because they do, they go to Hogwarts and then they do a flashback of Hogwarts. Other Hogwarts. And Jude Law's there and he looks the same. He does look the same, it's true. Which is like, yeah. I guess wizards age differently. Well, he's, is he, but how, then, how, he's supposed to be old when he dies, is that right? How old is he? He's over Who? 100 when he dies. Dumbledore? Like Isn't he like 110 or something? No, 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 he's more than that, I think. I don't know. Because it's like Voldemort's, you know, Voldemort's hunting for like the secret to long life, but like Vol- Dumbledore lived for fucking ever. Just do what he did. <laughs> you would have so, been fine. It's sweats, baby. It's, <laughs> once the 60s drop, you hit sweats. Um, <laughs> so it was weird, and then it also had like McGonagall there. But and so she, more but fan she you had just seen yeah, her was, in the regular Hogwarts, yeah. and then you see her in the flashback, and she's the same age too. So it was like, it was weird. I went and read up on that, and at, like everyone's flipping out because they're basically like, if McGonagall was there, that the, the McGonagall that we that we know, mm-hmm. then. J.K. Rowling's canon is wrong because J.K. Rowling said she was born in like 1935. But or you suggested it could be it could be McGonagall's sister or mom or something like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. and so it's not spelled out because like all the articles I read reading is like I can't believe J.K. Rowling <laughs> fucked up, and I was like. J.K. Rowling very rarely fucks I up. Like, I don't know that I, she fucks up very yeah. often. I well, assume there's also other people that are paid to like. Oh yeah, yeah. To make Absolutely. sure that I mean, stuff that's, works. Oh, that's a small sure. detail though. The movie ends with a twist. Yeah, let's, let's talk twist. about that, the that big twist at the end. Huge twist is must have some sort of device like that that isn't fully revealed to make sense. Yes, because that doesn't make sense either. No, if it's what it appears to be, but it isn't necessarily because the movie hasn't. Doesn't commit to anything. So the tw- my the biggest problem with this whole franchise. It's a big spoiler. Uh, big big spoiler. So don't just turn it off if you don't want to listen. Um, Credence is Dumbledore's sibling. 
Grindelwald tells him. Well, yes. that's what well, Grindelwald that's what they say. tells him. He says and Phoenix shows up. The Phoenix up, shows up because and he says you are related. Yeah, you're, you're, to you're, the Dumbledore. Yeah, did he or, say brother or like, father? Or I don't, he anything? says you're Aurelius Dumbledore, and I don't okay. know. Yeah, I don't know if that's a, like the thing is if he's named like all the other fucking Dumbledores, Aberforth, Albus, and Ariana, mm-hmm. then you know he I stands to reason for yeah. me that he's a he's a brother. Doesn't but I, it, I could be wrong. Didn't it seem strange when Newt? Met Dumbledore for the first time, called him Dumbledore the whole time. Was like, Not that Albus. Makes sense for, oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I was like, saying, should we yeah. call him Albus? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess Albus. he was a student, he was a so student, he has yeah. like this re- weird relationship. So, so yeah, so Credence is uh, whatever related to Dumbledore somehow, and everyone like online was shooting themselves because they're like, this can't be because again, the ages don't work out. Mm-hmm. If Credence was what eighteen in this movie, and Dumbledore was four, Credence. So Ezra Miller said in an interview, he is not the writer, he is not canon, but said he was portraying a character who was like 18 yeah. and Fantastic mm-hmm. Beasts or something yes. like that. Something. Mm-hmm. So then this movie takes place six months afterwards. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's very, very soon And someone, someone who's way smarter with way more time <laughs> than we, we have or most people should have did the math and figured out that there's no way that could have happened because Dumbledore's timeline means that right. either his mom cheated on s- her husband well after menopause. Oh, or like so, like yeah. there was like weird, like people had done math. And they're like, I don't think that makes any sense. And also, I don't know. So it, the possibility, probability that uh, Johnny Depp's just lying to him. Mm-hmm. Because he was doing a lot of lying and manipulating could be, throughout but, the movie. But also Creedence gets his wand at the end and like sends this giant oh, shockwave yeah. out of his wand that explodes a, explodes a mountain. And, and to me... Again, I was like, okay, maybe he is a Dumbledore because Dumbledore is obviously, you know, like magically inclined. Mm-hmm. So possibly, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's a half brother, or uh, maybe he's uh, like. And this is where I started. I was like, uh, time travel, but like maybe time travel. Ooh, I know. I was like, oh no. Based on the movie and how it's revealed plot thus far, it's a little concerning, yeah. right? No, because like no. sometimes they'll do things, and then the next movie will start, and they'll go, eh. Whatever. It was actually something else. And, and like, mm. this movie is just so, like, in your face with all the, like, nothing subtle, right? Yeah. Everything's said in dialogue. They spell it all So out. I feel like if there was time travel, you would see some character, and it would there be a close-up of the time turner, yeah. or was it, is it time turners, right? Like is that, they're called? Yeah, it's called time turners. Um, around their neck, or like, I don't know. It just it just feels like it's so on the nose about everything else. Yeah, no, I, I, that's at least that's kind of why I took uh, it as fact, because yeah. everything else was spelled out perfectly for you, telling you what happened, when, and why. And so I was like, okay, he is, he is a Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Alice has never talked about it. Never talked about it at a long yeah, lost. Having a secret long lost brother is pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see, that was the thing is that maybe they were like saying, well, maybe it's a half brother that was adopted or given, sure. given up for adoption. And then he didn't know about him. So maybe that's what happened because he was immediately put into a home where that woman abused him for years. Mm-hmm. So that might be it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. it, again, there was a lot of questions, which is cool. Yeah. But. I didn't like the movie very much, so I didn't. I was like, I, I mean, you have ha, ha, to answer a question before you're allowed to ask more questions. Yeah. And and they did give answers, but sometimes it didn't feel as satisfying as you might have liked, especially given that there's a whole franchise of really good movies that preceded these that felt satisfying. Yeah. You know, so it's tough. Just that that whole quest to figure out who Clarence's family was. Oh, yeah. I just didn't Credence. care. Credence, whatever. <laughs> I didn't exactly. Like, yeah. I, I I had a hard time 
being into it because I just didn't care. There's like, little I he care. could be related. He could be Voldemort's son. I, okay, whatever. I don't. I just. It was uninspiring to be the entire thrust of the film. It also feels like it's a shame that it needs to tie itself so closely yeah. to the events of Harry Potter's universe. Well, it's like it's like the complaint everybody has of Star Wars and the Skywalkers. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, why does it always have to be a Skywalker? Yeah. I, I was actually going to say um, the great and power, Oz Great and Powerful. You remember <laughs> Sam uh, Raimi's Oz Great and Powerful? Uh, yeah. How, like, it's like, okay, you guys, you don't need to set it up so it goes to Wizard of Oz. No one cares. You can do whatever you want. Right? Everyone said that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, just like good. that. So what was the little the pendant thing that had both of their blood in it? That's Are we it supposed was. to know what that is? That's what it was. They showed us in the mirror. It right. was a, it was a promise but to each to other yeah. that they would never it fight. It was a blood promise. Okay. Which so is that why thing keeps them from fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, so when he smashes okay. it in his hand and he goes, Megatron, I'm coming for you. <laughs> that's, that means now they can fight. Yeah, well, yeah, because they're, they're going to fight. Yeah. We know that they will because they've, they've said that. But he wasn't allowed to, and he didn't want to tell anyone he had made a blood, blood oath. promise. A blood oath. A blood, yeah, to, blood I would imagine because in the books there's the blood oaths, like, right. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. That, it definitely was a, some, a blood pact of some sort, but they're uh, going to fight. We know they're going to fight. And Dumbledore's, I get think he's going to die. My guess. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore's going to die next movie. So, Elise, what in this movie did you like? I definitely liked the opening. I, th- I thought that was the, the best breakout. part. The prison break was fantastic. Um, kind of stupid, like, though, to like move this dark, powerful wizard well, in, I mean, in, in a carriage a, that w- it, wasn't very... It's such a heroic. trope from like so many things where yeah, a prisoner yeah. is being <laughs> moved and... And you think that people would just go, we're never moving this prisoner ever. Yeah, but that would still, be wise. Prisoners are very dangerous prisoners. The Joker and the Dark Knight, yeah. very dangerous prisoners are always moved. Yeah, why <laughs> they always, <laughs> like, they always are moved. But I thought that was excellent. And tonally, and, and if the movie had kept that pace, I think it would have been really into it. I liked I, I liked the actress that played Nagini. And I thought She's her good. scene where, you know, the, the, the circus um, master. master is like, you know, China her and she's kind of like getting pissed. I was like, good for you, Nagini. Like, you show him. <laughs> um, like, Tiny Woman, of course. Uh, I, I, like, yeah, Johnny Depp was good. He's better than I thought he would be. Yeah. Um, they just I, didn't give him anything to do. Yeah. I like, like you said, Ezra Miller. It's, it's, um, I, I don't think they're the movies for me, unfortunately. That's too bad. I mean, like, I, I really, I think I wanted to like this movie more than anybody I, else. I did want to like it. I, I was really excited about it. And Aquaman's my movie coming out. <laughs> I, know, I know. I'm only <laughs> going to podcast on that. I'm oh, only, I, we gotta. We, I know. We're gonna have to go you Thursday guys, night. Zoe Kravitz's stepdad stars in Aquaman. Lenny Kravitz? No, Jason Momoa. <laughs> um, and I know I've been covering for that movie for a long time. Yeah. It's time to pay up, you know, it, whether it's good or bad. I got to come to terms I, with it. The trailer for Aquaman went up before this, and I was like, I'm like, showing yes. a lot of villains. Yeah. There's his brother. There's Black Manta. There's a lot I going know. on. Not At some his... point, they're jumping out over a desert. I know. Seems I'm telling like you guys, missing I half. think it's going to even. I still think it's going to be good. Okay. I still we'll think see. we're going to enjoy it. Okay. I'm only going to see Might it. enjoy it. Good. I'm only going to see Aquaman because of Elise. My She's man. very enthusiastic. She's My the, man. She's oh. the only one. She keeps talking about it. James Wan. James and I'm Wan. like, okay, I'm in. I'm going to see I'll go see it. Someone make the master cut of me over the years. Uh, supporting against this my film. better judgment, I will see Aquaman. Um, <laughs> fantastic piece, you guys. This is the movie we're talking about. Not yeah, right. I know, Sorry. I know. We will talk of Aquaman soon. This <laughs> is a movie. <laughs> I told somebody over the weekend, I said, it's meh, wait for Netflix. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. I, I, That's about where it is. Because it's worth watching, I think, on a plane or on Netflix or something like that. 
I think it's worth sitting down and watching because if you want to watch the next three movies <laughs> after that, then you'll probably need to see this one. Is it a rental? Yeah. I think it's a rental. I think you can rent it. You paid $4 for it. You're fine. I paid, I Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I paid, I paid $40 for my movie tickets for this film. What? $40. D-Bucks? I saw, I, no, I didn't. No, no, not D-Bucks. I saw it in XD. You get Autumn Payton back. <laughs> be like, be like, I didn't like it either. Give me, pay for mine. <laughs> um, um, well, you don't have to worry about that because everyone in the world's already seen it. Yeah, that's true. Because it made more money made than a, God. Yeah, it made a fuck ton of money. <laughs> Which one? This. This movie. Oh. It made like two hundred fifty million. Made two hundred fifty all around the world. It was yeah. like sixty some here. Sixty eight. It'll do fine. I mean, like, I'll go see the other 62. movie too. No, this absolutely. is just like it's just like The Hobbit, where like. I saw the first time and went like, that was total garbage, but I'm going to see the next two and step on my, like, just punch me in the balls over and over and over. <laughs> and that's what happened. I, 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 I see the similarities. I think The Hobbit was a little bit better than this. I agree. Oh, um, even even though it has, the same, it has the same problem of, like, you've got this story, but you've got to pull it out way too long. We don't need 10 hours of this. This is two hours and 15 minutes. I, the Hobbit, th- what, th- is it three hours? No. That, that first movie, three I hours? Mean, I don't know. We watched sure. The Hobbit over the course of three sessions. We did not go to see. There and back again, we were. Yeah, we watched it. We watched it over three sessions. And the funniest part is when we stopped the second session, when we started again, it was one more scene in the credits rolled. Oh, so like we were unable to identify that the movie was coming to an end. Yeah, I mean, you at least knew the end was coming in this, even though it was kind of lame. Yeah, Um, I I I really do think uh, Grindelwald needed to be more active. Like he He had this kind of crimes. He didn't commit any. He had this secret plan. (laughs) I didn't think he was that bad. <laughs> we all agree with him. We've never seen him do anything really bad other than kill a baby. Well, his his lieutenant killed kill the baby. baby, right? His lieutenant killed the baby. He didn't yeah. kill the baby. It, it's to me, it's like kind of hard coming going from Voldemort to Grindelwald. It is because yeah. he, you know, you said it's, it's same with Lord of the Rings. Like, oh, that's true. You know, with Sauron and then going to the Hobbit. It's it's hard to go back and then have it from ultimate evil yes. to not quite. To slightly less evil. That's, it's, it's that's, tough. Uh, that's why I was intrigued by Grindelwald because I was like, oh, cool. Like, he's not totally evil. I, I like this. But then the more that I watched the movie, I was like, okay, yeah, well, I guess. Prequels are always a tough sell because you know how it's it's going to culminate. You, do. you know it's it's going to be fine. Yep. So it's like, well, how do, how do you how do you get someone invested enough? Newt. <laughs> Mifflers. Mifflers. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shot you were talking about. Yeah, like yeah. It was 3D or... What specifically do you like, made for 3D. What do you like better, the Nifflers or the Star War, new Star Wars? Oh, the like, Porgs? Yeah. <laughs> I think I like Nifflers better. <laughs> yeah, they're they're they, more fun. They, they steal stuff. I would say they're also more effective. Yeah. They are more effective. They do things. They somehow resolve the movies. Okay, but what about Nifflers <laughs> well, the, or the Star Wars milk? Uh, the milk, milk I, I, liked, I still like Nifflers, <laughs> but I do wish that Luke Skywalker would drink out of a Niffler. Mm, that's good. I, like, <laughs> I watched one of that. Its nipples. So, yeah, the, the Niffler stole the little locket, love locket. The blood packed mm-hmm. locket, yeah. Did he just know to do that? Or did he, he like shiny stuff? Yeah, that well, they established in the first movie he yeah, likes right. shiny, shiny things, generally gold. That's not How gold, did he though. get in there? I don't know. I feel like Newt should have been like, go steal the thing, guy. And then it would have made a little more sense. If G- yeah. young, young gay Dumbledore dressed like that, I would have been like, yeah, that's Dumbledore. Duh, he's yeah, gay. That's true. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Any, any final thoughts? I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of detail put into this movie. Yeah. I just think maybe they got too focused on the details and and missed some of the broad strokes mm-hmm. of just, like, what makes a 
good plot yeah, good. Yeah. It doesn't have to be basic, but I don't know. I, I had fun with it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. Like, I've enjoyed the movies, never read the books, but the movie was entertaining enough just being back there, but it was a mess. Uh, <laughs> straight up. It was a mess. I just don't know. The, I can't believe it's not based on a book. Yeah. That It blows my yeah. mind every time I think about it because there's so much there. I know. All right. Um, Police? Aquaman tickets on sale. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with Aquaman. Um, <laughs> it's true. We will. <laughs> we won't be back for the weeks in between <laughs> waiting until Aquaman. We'll do a few <laughs> other episodes hyping up Aquaman before Aquaman. Also, um, uh, Dan, just one last thing to add. If you hated this movie and agreed with everything we said about it <laughs> negatively, awesome. If you love this movie and disagree with us, we're wrong. It's okay. And you're right. Yeah. And that's okay. That, yeah. Because it's a movie and you can feel however you want it's to feel art. about it. Yeah, you're allowed to have that whatever said, opinion. We weren't in a bad mood when we came in today <laughs> and saw the movie four days ago. I was so excited about it on yeah. Friday night when I saw it. When I, I was really, really excited. About no. No, you're, you you're a grump. No, you're I mean. really wanted it to be good. No, no you, you hate everything, Bruce. Understood. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye. A lot of seats left for Aquaman.